Welcome, everybody, to This Podcast Has Autism. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. I'm Bran, and I'm with my wife, Marcy. Hello. Today, we are discussing that wandering behaviors in individuals with autism spectrum disorders remain a critical issue among all age groups, often leading to significant risk of bodily harm and death. Here are some statistics about wandering. Nearly half of children with autism engage in wandering behavior. More than one-third of children with autism who wander are near or rarely able to communicate their name, address, or phone number. Half of families report they have never received advice about wandering from a professional. Accidental drowning accounts for 71 of lethal outcomes followed by traffic injuries at 18%. Other dangers include dehydration, heat stroke, hyperthermia, falls, physical restraint, encounters with strangers. So here are six strategies to prevent and respond to ASD wandering. And these are taken from the nationalautismassociation.org It's a publication on mortality and risk in ASD wandering and elopement in 2011 to 2016. Number one, understand the goals. What is the goal of your child? Perhaps he or she is trying to reach a specific place or simply enjoys exploring. Understanding these wandering patterns could allow for strategies to prevent wandering while still allowing your child to engage in their desired activities in a safe safe space. Number two, understand the triggers. What may be triggering them to leave? Number three, security and tracking. If your autistic loved one has a phone, there are several apps such as Find My iPhone that allow you to track them at any any given time. There are also a number of tracking devices that are waterproof, which is important as wandering and drowning can often occur together. Additionally, consider installing a home alarm system that alerts you anytime the door or window opens. Number four, Teaching safety. Use visuals or social stories to warn them about the dangers of wandering. You could, for instance, print a stop sign or get red tape and put it by your doors and windows. Additionally, teach your child different methods and strategies they should use in case they get lost. Number five, in a school setting, if there is a history of wandering, it's important that you warn the teachers dealing with your child about his or her wandering risk. Number six, Enroll in swimming classes. Enrolling in swimming classes is vital. YMCA and other organizations offer swimming classes for children with ASD. Also, if you own a pool, be sure to secure it with proper fencing and gates. In Burbank, California, a 20-year-old man with autism left his home and was located in a Burbank wash via tracking technology. That came from the latimes.com and that happened in January 2017. In early 2017, a seven-year-old boy with autism exited his home in Franklin County, North Carolina, just before 9 p.m. while his mother used the restroom. After a brief search, the child was found approximately one mile away after being fatally struck by a vehicle. The driver was charged with a DUI, and that was in January 2017. A lethal outcome Um, age 37 
Within minutes, she had wandered away and left the store. Police found her about 6.30 a.m. the next day between two parked cars in West Philadelphia. A medical examiner ruled the cause of death as exposure to the cold. And that's from philly.com, November 2015. I, I have a story I want to share. So I have a younger brother, and uh, growing up, he, he used to wander all the time. Now, he's not diagnosed with autism, but I've been talking to him, and my mom's been talking to him, and we've been trying to convince him to go get uh, diagnosed, and uh, he's been thinking about it. But anyway, so when he was when he was younger, he used to crawl out windows. He would uh, sneak out the door. He, I mean, he would climb the the backyard fence. He would he he just go everywhere. But uh, there's so, there's so many times our whole neighborhood, all the neighbors and our family would be looking for him for hours, trying to figure out where he would disappear. And then uh, almost every time uh, we would find him. He'd be in the doghouse with our dog sleeping, <laughs> and, and he and he was like I don't know about two, two, three, somewhere around there, two, three, four years old, and every time he'd be in that doghouse just sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> so as you can tell from the stories, wandering affects children and adults. It's important to keep an eye on your autistic loved one to help prevent these things from happening. We highly recommend using the six strategies we mentioned. Now let's hear our interview. Today we have Becca with us, and she's going to talk to us uh, about her, her son, right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. I've got a little boy who's just turned 10 just last week, so yeah. Oh, wow, my son just turned 10 uh, in June. Ah, it's a good age. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like I'm getting old, though. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how old was he when he was first diagnosed? Well, we first got diagnosed when he was three. He, um, he's got um, quite significant special needs. He has got, uh, as well as autism, he's got global developmental delay, epilepsy. Um, few physical issues um, and I am a special needs teacher so I could see the signs of autism from quite young um, it took a while but about three he got diagnosed and it was all the classic signs that I saw he he's a great fan of things that spin and still is um, he loves fans he loves um, a spinning washing machine but yeah it was about three when I saw when I when I when he got diagnosed and I saw that I saw the signs before then oh, oh wow what kind of therapies have made a difference in his um in his development and stuff um well he had only started talking when he was about six and he also started walking when he was about six so um he had a lot of physiotherapy occupational therapy um i found that initially he had um a lot of sensory processing and sensory integration therapy as well which really helped him he's quite socially anxious um he finds a 
big part of his autism is that social side. He finds that really difficult. Um, but initially, those kind of things really set him up to kind of help him now. But, yeah, he's had quite a few. They kind of have stopped a little bit now. He's um, His speech and language has stopped because he speaks quite easily to me. But he is, um, he is selective mute because he's so anxious when not with me he tends to not talk but they've seen him talk really well so uh yeah speech and language stopped so he had a lot before but now not so many now Uh, does your child go to a special needs school yes he does yeah he does he they are brilliant they are he's in a class of 10 and they yeah they range uh, different um abilities um but they really cater for him. You know, he can have breaks whenever he needs a break. He just needs to kind of show a sign. They can, because there's quite a high adult-to-child ratio, He can, they can read him very well. And when he becomes anxious um, or over-stimulated or he can just go for a walk and really can... They have a lot of good facilities there, so like a sensory room and a dark room and tents and things like that. So they hope they can get him to really chill out and calm down so yeah it's a really good school sounds like a really nice school yeah really really nice school yeah he's been there since he was three so even though he doesn't like to go out of the house and he tells me he doesn't want to go to school when he's there he is happy (laughs) (laughs) Are, are you satisfied with the school's program and services yeah um as a teacher myself i was looking at I'm a big kind of um, advocate of independence within special needs and um, initially they were looking at more kind of their knowledge and things like that but I'm I'm been pushing him more and more to get a little bit more independent with his life skills and they're doing that more and more at school which I'm really happy with. Does your child have like a special diet? He doesn't. He eats just about everything, but he prefers, because he's got quite a few sensory issues, he prefers quite crispy things and things that he can crunch. But um, I'm just about to start him, because he has epilepsy, I'm just about to start him on a new diet called a ketogenic diet, um, which is new to me, but should be quite interesting. So, uh, yeah, he eats a lot of, he's got quite a sweet tooth, so he's, he quite likes to eat a lot of sweet things. <laughs> I think we all have a sweet tooth. Yeah, it takes after me, I think. <laughs> what progress has have you seen in your child since uh, he's been diagnosed? Um, he has definitely developed in confidence with me. He a speech. He talks. Um, there were points where I didn't think he would talk. I didn't think he would walk. Um, but yeah, he's definitely, you know, he's, you know, coming to his own, he's, you know, got a great sense of humour, he, um, you know, his imaginative play is very good, unfortunately, I'd like it to be with more than me, um, because at home he's the most comfortable with me and his dad, um, when he goes outside the house he doesn't show everybody what he's capable of, but that's his social anxiety, so, he has come on leaps and bounds. It's just the social side that he needs to come over, really. Well, it sounds like he overcame a lot of obstacles, though. Yeah. 
he definitely did. He's come a long way and, you know, he's worked so hard and, you know, I'm very, very proud of him. So it's just the next step, really. But I've got, I'm forever pushing him. I'm forever saying, next, we'll do this and we'll do this. And, we'll, you know, I feel like life is quite hard and especially hard for for when you have special needs. And I'm determined to give him as many skills as I can, really. Do you have other children? No, I don't have only got one. Oh, you only have the but one? He counts for about two. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Does your child have any tics? Um, he has, he stims quite a lot. So he, um, when he's exci excited, he will flap his hands. Um, he hums. Um, he, um, his toes wriggle. Um, but that's mainly when he's excited and that's more stimming. Um, but apart from that, no, I just, I know when he's in a good place, when his hands are flapping, he uses a lot of energy. <laughs> uh, does your child have any meltdowns and how often? He does. Yeah. He can become quite physical. Um, he is, um, it's mainly around sensory issues. So loud noises, um, social interaction. Uh, he can become quite physical and he can self-harm. So he will bang his head. He will um, bite his wrist. Um, it's given him a little bit of feedback, well, a lot of feedback, to kind of balance out the, the negativity that he feels. So, yeah, he can become quite physical if he's out of his comfort zone. Um, it's just need to, need to kind of reassure him to make sure he doesn't get to a place where he's so anxious um but again this can happen quite quickly he it gets very unsure about around people he doesn't know um so yeah it's just being kind of quite aware that he he you know needs a lot of reassurance when going out and about to the shops and we're just going out the house really what do you find most challenging about raising a child with autism um i I find it, I just don't know if it's about challenges. It's just about, I like uh, the fact that I, we need to do things differently. Um, you know, I knew that he had autism, so it's now finding the best ways to sh for him to show his, his best. Um, so the need for a routine, there's a need that, there's, you know, need to always kind of let him know what we're doing. If anything surprise or out in the ordinary, he finds that really difficult. So, you know, if I need to kind of, go out the spare of the moment then I need to prepare him and I need to make sure he knows where we're going so kind of that kind of off the cuff quick things is quite difficult to do but um generally it's kind of like I love the challenge of being able to you know of putting in place to help him um and to do things differently what, what do you and your spouse do to handle the stress of raising a child with autism um we, we're a great team. We help each other. Um, we know when one can take over from the other or one needs to take over from the other. We um, we both have different interests. Um, you know, my husband, for example, is, he loves films. Um, I like to go out running. So we make sure we've got time on our own to have different interests as well. Um, but mainly it's kind of... A good teamwork so we kind of help each other and know when each other needs like five minutes break or you know kind of we can step in yeah that, that's the big thing is teamwork <laughs> i know me yeah. and my wife 
we 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 tagged we we have two kids so it's like all right you get the one i get the other one let's switch back and forth <laughs> exactly 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 <laughs> but yeah you also got to make time you know make time for yourself too that's that's the big thing I think that's essential. yeah i think that's essential because there's only so much you can do and it's you've got to be and i find um you know my son can read me like a book so if i'm not having one of those best days it kind of reflects in him as well so he you know it doesn't have one of his best days so you kind of can't have a really you really can't have a day off with a child with special needs you're going to have to be on top form and having you know a, you know a spouse that kind of can help you kind of keep on top is is essential yeah uh, what concerns do you have for your child's future? This is one of my major concerns is about, about his future. Um, here in England, it's not... By the time they reach 16 and times to 18, the services are really different for, for adults with special needs. It's not, it's not as good and it's not as efficient as... Um, as they are when they are when they are children, so um, in, so it's making sure he's got everything he can now. I you know he's within all the services now. Um, I can give him as much as I can. You know, kind of show him how to be as independent as he can. Um, give him the skills to cope if things become difficult. Um, it is an unsure time, and both my husband and I are worried about the future. But. If we put everything in place now, we're hoping that that will be enough. Yeah, I I hear you. I I just recently got diagnosed with autism myself. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you if you heard the episode where I, I announced that. But, I did. Uh, yeah, I did. But uh, I've been struggling finding like counseling for adults. Yeah. I've been trying to get some counseling for me, and it's it's hard. Everything's geared for children. It really is, and it's the same in England as well. It's you know, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah, but it, is it shouldn't in England be. As well. um, unfortunately, it's just that doesn't the services aren't there for out there for adults, and I don't know why, but it, it needs to change. And kind of that's what my husband and I are working on and trying to kind of make sure that there are things in place for him as he gets older. So, what advice do you have for other parents? Uh, for other parents. Uh, enjoy the ride <laughs> it is don't you know kind of beat yourself up choose your battles you know for me I had to really get my head around the fact that you know he can't go to the playground all the time um because he finds it too overwhelming but that doesn't matter do something you know kind of smaller and quieter you know kind of make don't make life harder for me for yourself and every time there is a hard day and you pick yourself up that makes you even stronger so that's kind of want to make sure you know it's no it's it isn't easy but it's a challenge and it's exciting and it's you know i like being able to try and get in, into his world and make everybody see how brilliant he is um do you have anything else you uh feel like sharing with us um I don't know. I think I've probably talked too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, Get me on a roll. We can talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. well, well, that's fine. No, that's fine. Um, well, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Oh, no. Thank you for having me. It's really good to talk to you. Real quick announcement. Next week, we'll start our third giveaway. 
and all the details will be announced for it on the episode. The giveaway is going to be a fidget hoodie from way beyond the label. Well, that's it for this episode. Until next time.